You're listening to Alcoholics Alive, where recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous share their experience on how they live AA as a way of life. None of our participants get paid or speak for AA. Here are your hosts, Shank and Wayne. All right, Shank, here we are. Here we are. Episode 13 of season three. This will be our last episode of this season, but fear not. Season four will be on its way quickly. Season four coming at you. Yep. And, uh, should be a good season. We're going to have a battle of the books. Can't wait. The book Alcoholics Anonymous against the 12 by 12. We'll see what happens. Anyway, today we're, uh, I'm excited about this episode, Shank, to discuss some of the things that we've been talking about throughout season three on the plain language book. For anyone out there listening that has maybe not um, loved the translations in our big book shrapnel this season, um, apologies, get over it, really. Uh, We're just trying to have a good time. Right. You know, but this is, you know, the plain language book is coming out next year. And, um, you know, it is something very serious in our fellowship that I think has created a divide amongst members. And, you know, thank God, most of the people that I don't agree with on every issue of this are able to have a conversation about it um, locally, but not necessarily up the chain, I would think, in my experience. So. This episode is, is the plain language book translation necessary. And although it's kind of a, a moot point because it is happening, you know, um, I think it's important to kind of discuss. I've certainly learned a lot through this season of just kind of exploring the information that is out there. I've been paying attention um, as much as possible throughout the last three years that this has been a huge topic of conversation and still don't really feel um, like I have a lot of the information, but hopefully you can shed some light on some things that maybe I don't understand or don't really have experience with. Well, I don't know if I can shed any light on it. (laughs) I'm I'm as uh, I've looked at all the information that's come out on it and have talked to a lot of AA members about it. I do think it's important to kind of say off the top that, you know, I believe that this is born out of people really wanting to help alcoholics who are still sick and suffering. I do believe that. Um, I kind of think it's a cheap shot to throw a book at a group of people who um, really need probably one-on-one face time uh with members of Alcoholics Anonymous as as it is described in our book, you know, Bill and Bob and many of the first 100 to my understanding went to these people. And it didn't matter um their education level, their ethnicity, ethnicity ethnicity? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you're at that fifth grade level, so <laughs> no, you're third you're third grade level, so ethnic yeah, that's right. Whatever. Anyway, if they were incarcerated, if they had brain injuries, if, you know, they had reading disabilities. And I, I can 
understand in my brain that times are different now. But what has meant so much to me in Alcoholics Anonymous is when I was incarcerated, when I had no access to people, the internet, books that I wanted, a dictionary, you know, there were still members that came into that facility and were willing to help me. And it, it was not critical that I understood every single um, word in the big book. It wasn't even really critical that I understood what I was doing at all. It was just, hey, do what it says in the book. If you have questions, please come ask us at this meeting. Read it with other people and try to help other women. And like, you can stay sober. And that was my experience. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox about that. But um well, you yeah. see that a lot, though, in the fellowship that that we develop what so-called tools and pamphlets and even like certain announcements at groups to it, it, it feels good and sounds good to do it, but it really is more of a mechanism so people don't have to do work. And so I, when you start really digging into the plain language book, a lot of the, the background on it and even so-called or even people that have been involved in it. Yeah. I, I wonder if they went into a prison today. I did. I wonder if they, I wonder, <laughs> oh, right. I wonder if they actually met with a couple of sponsees. Sponsees is not a word I like. I wonder if they actually met with a few people that they sponsored yesterday to, you know, to help them with their alcoholism. You'll find that a lot of them don't, they're not, they're not out here actually helping people. It's just, just kind of the bottom line. They, they like throwing books and pamphlets and things at people to say that they did something. Well, one thing that I've really enjoyed about the podcast is we have kind of tackled a lot of things that maybe I didn't have a lot of experience with. Uh, my sobriety date is 2012. And, you know, I can't say that I'd read a lot of the pamphlets. I had read certain ones, but, you know, we dove into that in season two. We read several of the pamphlets. We had people on. And the general consensus was like, yeah, I can relate to this pamphlet. And yeah, it kind of relays some of my experience. But, you know, going back to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and going back to, yes, I have a sponsor. Yes, I help other people um, is really kind of like the crux of their sobriety from what yep. I was able to see. And um, I'm always willing to have open-minded conversations with people. I just don't like the door to be slammed in my face when I don't agree with what may be the, uh, if I am seemingly the minority, which yep. I don't really believe that I am in a lot of these different issues. But when there are groups of people who have service positions and they have a lot of titles and, you know, area, delegate, whatever and i've certainly been that kind of person before where i really thought that it meant something i was the gsr and i was speaking at this meeting and i was on a panel for that and really through the last probably five or six years i've realized that none of that is important and i wasn't helping a vast amount of alcoholics through that you know like i was helping more people by going to the prison going to detoxes showing up to my home group for four-hour commitment um and even if I'm not the one sponsoring them or taking them through the book, leading them to someone who they feel comfortable with to share those things. So yeah. we have um, 
Alcoholics Anonymous fourth edition into plain and simple language. I'm not entirely 100% sure if that is the name plain and simple language. That is the most current thing that I was able to find. That's the current, um, what they call the working title now. Yes. Okay. So what it is, the translation is meant to put the language of the big book into a version which is accessible and relatable to as wide an audience as possible while retaining the spirit and flavor of the original text. What it is not, this new book is not meant to replace or change the big book, but rather to overcome barriers to accessibility so that the AA message can reach more still suffering alcoholics. I challenge the term accessibility there. I mean, but we'll we'll probably cover that here in a few minutes. Okay. So what I could find is there was um, a 2021 conference advisory action where it was recommended that a draft version of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, fourth edition, be translated into plain and simple language and be developed in a way that is accessible and relatable to as wide of an audience as possible, and that a progress report or draft be brought back to the 2022 Conference Committee on Literature. So then we had uh, a subcommittee that was formed, TABB, which is the Tools to Access the Big Book Subcommittee. So they were created to oversee this project in conjunction with the general service office office publishing department okay okay so moving right along um we there were 18 vendors for translating services um and self-help spirituality recovery education they were interviewed you know they were asked to submit some samples of plain language transitions um I believe how it works and some other excerpts from the big book. Correct. And the goal was the final product must be accessible at a fifth grade reading level. <laughs> so, you know, and they wanted it to capture the welcome and inclusive spirit of Alcoholics Anonymous and inspire a sense of belonging and hope in the alcoholics seeking help. So I guess we currently don't have that. Well, it sounds to me like we do currently have that. They just want to be sure that the translation also has that. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how I understood that. I only have a I high school education. So if you all have any uh, additional information, please don't hesitate to email. We should stop the pod right now because me now I just realized neither one of us qualified to actually do this. <laughs> We don't. However, we're going to try our best because we are okay. recovered alcoholics who wish to help others. Correct. Okay. Well, that should be good enough. So um, at the January 18th, 2022 joint meeting between the General Service Office Publishing Department and the Tools to Access the Big Book, TABB, subcommittee, they chose a vendor. All right. So... There are examples of some of the drafts. We're going to get to those maybe a little bit later. Yep. I do want to, um, there's a video um, that was prepared for the 70th General Service Conference in 2020. We were not able to have that General Service Conference due to the pandemic. So the conference video is available to watch. Uh, I think we've both watched it. Have you watched it? 
Jerry? I have watched it two times. Okay. It's so mind-numbing. We will make that available uh, maybe on the Instagram. Uh, if you don't have Instagram or any of the other 25 avenues, whatever. Hey. Jerry has us on everything, well, okay? so We'll send it out on Tumblr, <laughs> X, Instagram. We would Snapchat. be happy to email it to you also. Okay. Yes. If you right. don't get it via smoke signal, please, we'll email it to you. Yes. Um, but there were several things within that. And uh, we don't want to make this podcast three hours long. I've probably been driving Jay Wayne here crazy talking about it, getting uh, excited. No about it um but you know basically what this video is kind of saying and my understanding okay is that the literacy level needs to be fifth grade or similar um you know people had been requesting individualized workbooks to accompany the big book uh you know, there have been talks of a development of a contemporary and comprehensive new workbook to study the 12 steps, traditions, concepts. You know, it was mentioned in there, like consider an audit of the first 164 pages of the big book. And I'm not entirely sure if that's kind of where this was born out of. I know it has been discussed for years and years and years. This is not a new issue. I do yeah. also understand that. I just, you know, it it takes seven years to get the fourth edition out or more maybe but we can have a plain language book in four from 2020 to 2024 it just seems really quick in my opinion yep so anyway uh one of the bigger things within this is you know are people able to see the path um to sobriety if they cannot read or if they are incarcerated. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have you, you, you were incarcerated and you, you saw the path. You know, I was at the meeting this morning and there is a several women who, you know, probably read at a fifth grade level or less. And there are college educated master's degrees. I mean, I just, there are some really smart people that are incarcerated, just mm -hmm. like alcoholism is no respecter of who you are in the community. Education is one of those things. Um, you can go to prison if you're highly educated. And I'm not saying that that means we shouldn't show up to these meetings, but there is a woman who's incarcerated that you know, brought up that she's able to help a woman who's been attending our meetings who cannot read um, and how it's helping her. Because if she has a question, she can ask me when I bring the meeting in on Mondays. If I don't know the answer, I'll say, hey, I don't know, but I will check on that. I'll ask some people. I'll bring other literature in here. Um, we'll figure it out. And she says she's able to do that with this woman who cannot read and that it, it helps her even more to be able to sponsor this woman because she is talking to her and she's relaying her own experience in a way that you don't just reading the words off of a page anyway. Yeah. And so that yep. is what I hear from incarcerated alcoholics. Yeah. Same, same with me. I mean, I've, I've helped lots of incarcerated people that 
were very smart and some that couldn't read get sober through the existing book. And I, th I think even, I think Graham brought this up a couple of episodes ago that it, when you go out and actually talk to AA members and go out to groups and I was at an event this past weekend with almost a couple of hundred people. And the general consensus is the, the plain language is unnecessary. And not all those folks are like, like-minded or, or follow, you know, a specific thing. And I, I talk to people all over the country and it sure seems that even the idea of just like pointing out incarcerated people and folks that can't read almost seems like contradictory to our, to our traditions and, and, and unity that we're supposedly having alcoholics anonymous. Well, and, and, you know, the woman this morning, I, she was asking, you know, about this translation and, once again, they don't have access to the internet. They don't have access to a phone to look things up. And, you know, as best I can, I leave my opinion out of it. And I explained to her what it was for. And she said, well, you know, wh why? And the general consensus is these women that I deal with would rather have an AA meeting with a volunteer every single day of the week than any literature. And it's not saying that literature isn't important, but they want someone there so they can ask questions so that they can have, you know, an outside sponsor for the meeting and a sponsor. And, and what I'm saying is not to take them through the steps. It's the meeting sponsor. Sure. Right. Um, but they would rather have a meeting every single day than any of those pamphlets than any of the. And I still take all of those things in there. But. Yeah. They would much rather have someone that has some experience who has done this. And it doesn't matter that I've been incarcerated. They just want to feel like they are a part of Alcoholics Anonymous as a whole and that they can stay sober while they're incarcerated and stay sober when they get out. Yeah. So we should spend more of our time and energy one-on-one -on -one with alcoholics or going to places where alcoholics actually need, need, a, need a solution. Yeah. Not, not writing additional literature that may or may not be helpful. They also asked within this um, within this video, you know, kind of made the comment like people cannot identify with the big book because of the way it's written, like culture language, because it's changed, that it's sexist language, that it's it's Christian leaning text. Hmm. And I mean, I think what I have found in my own personal experiences you know, at the beginning of every meeting, I say, hey, I do not work for this prison. I am not paid to be here. I'm a volunteer. I'm just trying to give back what was given to me. You can be here if you're atheist, agnostic, if you are a religious member of a church. AA does not have any opinions on that. Like, you just need to have a higher power. And if you don't have one, hey, this book is going to help you find one. Mm -hmm. And like, we can all share our experience with how we've done it and you don't have to do it the way any of us have, but you can find a power greater than yourself to be able to stay sober. Yeah. When did, I'm curious when just masculine term became sexist, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I know that's a, probably a, a different argument. Um, 
even the, the the claiming it's Christian leaning, I don't know if that's completely accurate. I mean, they use the, the word God a lot, but they use a lot of other terms. Higher power, power greater than yourself, creative intelligence, czar of the heavens. Well, in this <laughs> in this version, um, and we agnostics, you know, it talks about define God on your own terms. The word God is now going to be used in place of any gendered term. So now that's going to really piss off the agnostics and the atheists. So they 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 think they fixed one problem, but they've created another. Well, I imagine what happened is this is just the middle ground. Like, I imagine there were a group of people who said, hey, we find the gendered language, like, really difficult to get through. And then there were people who were saying, you know, well, all of it should just say God. And maybe those are the more religious members, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, it just so happened that the more the 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 other side of the coin won out on this one and is it actually helpful to replace he or any gendered terms just with capital g god i don't know i really don't i don't think that that is a solution personally yeah i think the premise behind all that i mean people will argue that well this is really gonna you know open the door for just you know thousands and millions of people to to get sober that otherwise couldn't. I don't I don't think that's accurate. Well, what about the people that can read proficiently at a doctorate level that can't get sober? I mean, do we need to create a book that is even more educational um, in its language for those people? If you follow the logic behind how this develop, was developed, then yes. Because the other thing that we've not even talked about or it's not talked about much is Really what this is doing is we're trying now to be all things to all people. And we've learned over the years of our experience that that doesn't work for alcoholics. Right? It, it's even somewhat of a kind of a contradictory to our first couple of traditions of unity and of common welfare. So the common welfare of the fellowship should come first before any individual. And so really what we've done is we, we, we are starting to, to manage to the exception and we're changing things for a few people or for a very small group of people that feels good and looks good. And it sounds good on the surface, but it's alienating the large majority of people. And the other thing it does is we're telling those people that, yeah, you are different, which again, we learn here that we're all just alcoholics. It doesn't matter what you call yourself or what you look like or where you came from, what your religious leanings or not are. If you're alcoholic, we can help you and we want to help you. It's why the traditions were written. They had already learned all that. But now what we've done is we have just segmented the fellowship by all these pamphlets, all these other things of, of actually identifying people as being different instead of, hey, you're alcoholic come join us and let's let's do this together but now we've actually created separation i I personally think that if the when the book comes out it's going to create even more division in the fellowship so what book are you going to use to sponsor people what book is a group going to use to study if you show up with your original book and they're doing plain language then what do you do with that i really I mean, I don't agree. I believe that this book is going to be a flop personally. And I hope it's not, you're right, Shank. It's not anything against um, 
people that are rooting for it or think that it should happen. Or I do truly believe people want to be helpful. Um, I just can't imagine going into the prison and handing that one woman in the AA meeting who has been there for months now. I can't imagine taking that book into her and being like, hey, this book is for you. Like, it just doesn't feel right. She just wants to be a part of Alcoholics Anonymous, and she's been able to stay sober so far for like a month. Has she been coming to the meeting longer than a month? Yes, she has. But I just can't imagine, like we were talking about with the pamphlets, when someone walks in, I can't imagine going and getting the LGBT pamphlet and being like, here, this is for you. Like, that just doesn't seem like what we're supposed to be doing in AA to me. Like, I was taught... No matter who it is, no matter what their political leanings, no matter what the kind of car they drive, how they're dressed, if they're drunk at that moment, no matter what, if that is an alcoholic who is wanting help, who is desperate for help, who's open minded enough to try this, you should help that person. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? If you're really doing your job as an, a recovered alcoholic trying to help somebody, you don't even you don't even have those conversations. You don't ask those questions about their gender or about their, uh, their religion. You, you just help them. That stuff will obviously come out over time, but it's not part of the conversation on whether you're going to help somebody or not. So it goes on to discuss accessibility, um, in terms of education, incarceration, race or ethnicity, reading disabilities, English as a first language or brain injuries. Um, and (laughs) Once again, you know, I just there is a woman at my home group that has a brain injury and she'll tell you that. And she's a lovely person, you know, like I just can't imagine treating her differently because she can admit today and not be embarrassed or shameful of the fact that she has a brain injury and sometimes can't understand things the first time or whatever it may be like. I just I'm not a perfect human being and I'm not trying to sound like I am, but Alcoholics Anonymous has taught me to show up for these people. Right. To let them tell me the same thing five times. It's made me a better. That's um, right. It's made me better at my job. It's made me a better family member. You know, it's made me a better person overall because I'm not willing to take these things as, you know, well, let me see how exactly you're different and how I can help you in that difference. It, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, the term accessibility is the new kind of buzzword now that you can't argue with, right? I shouldn't say argue with, but you can't, if you have a, like an alternative, you know, experience on it, it's, it's not valid because we're making stuff accessible to people. And it's a word that now is used to justify stuff. Well, accessibility, so- our state convention was somewhere that, you know, it was a mile from where I was staying that's not a big deal. Maybe it wasn't quite a mile. I can walk. I'm young and healthy. But the the bus transit didn't run from like right. 1 to 5 p.m. There are older right. individuals who can't walk. Yes. Yeah. So so is this saying that that alcoholics can't access the solution because of the terms in the book? Is that what this is trying to imply? I That's believe just... so. So the the preface will include this book is not intended to replace alcoholics anonymous and if you're curious about the original big book we encourage you to get a copy and members will help you read it 
So why aren't members <laughs> helping them read it to begin with? That was our whole, that was one of our whole arguments several years ago when, when this first came up and they were asking for feedback that, you know, that, Hey, you don't need another book. You just need AA members that are willing to help other members understand it and take the steps out of it. Okay. Um, so, uh, so the now chapters, they're actually, well, the chapters are broken up into sections. <laughs> Why? Yeah, the Jaywalker is a female. Why? How does that have anything to do with education, incarceration, race, reading disabilities, English first language, or brain injuries? It doesn't. That's the thing. But it looks good in a document that you're trying to get approval on. Hmm. So the steps will remain unchanged. Um, there will be a chart with an explanation for each step. Yeah, so see, there, therein lies an issue. So what's so they claim the steps are going to be unchanged, but yet now we're going to, but we're going to have a side chart that shows you what the steps actually mean. So how are you going to get two million people, two million so-called AA members, to agree to what the side chart should say? There will be definitions in the margins for words that are not translated. Well, I, I mean, okay. I it just again, it's all contradictions, and none of it makes any real, any real sense when you when you come right down to it. Please note the two versions contain all of the same information, but when you compare them, the text may not line up exactly. It may help to read the plain language translation first, and then read the original version. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, how does that make sense? So, I mean, we already, we're already, you know, got issues and we don't understand things. So now, we, now they're actually suggesting you use both books. I mean, that, I thought that, I was doing a lot when I started reading Language of the Heart and, you know, the service manual. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what they've determined through the study, the litis, literacy, literacy. Is that how you say that? Literacy you proficiency levels. <laughs> yep, you got it. Um, okay, so they go from a below a level one to a level five. Uh, the big book is consistently a level three. So a level three is identify, interpret, or evaluate one or more pieces of information and often require varying levels of inference. Inference? <laughs> inference. In inference. Okay, well, I probably should have read through this before we recorded the podcast. Okay? No, it's good that we're not scripted. Um, this is just so. Here are some figures. Um, just we don't keep records in AA. So here are the records across the U.S. of all people. Across the U.S., forty-eight percent can read level three or above. So they forty-three percent, forty-eight percent of all people can read the big book in the u.s so, okay so the book Alcoholic is level three or not. The, the book, book is, is level, level three, three. consistently okay. a level three okay gotcha across the u.s 48 percent can read level three or above all people across the u.s of college educated 74 percent can read 
level three or above. And across the U.S. who have less than a high school diploma, 17% can read level three or above. Now, to me, this sounds like they're making um, what I can't really like um, I can't make sense of in my mind is we're just assuming that the majority of people in Alcoholics Anonymous are dumb. Yes. Yep. And listen, they won't I say that, but that's exactly what it says. I can't pronounce everything perfectly. I um, learned to run a business by running a business. You know, like I am not classically educated. Yeah. I feel like Alcoholics Anonymous has taught me how to show up for life. I show up for my clients early. I clean up. I make sure everything is back in good working order. I take care of my things and under other people's things. Like I pay my rent for my space on time. And not that I wasn't doing those things before, but it means more to me today. Yep. So I don't, I guess I just can't understand like how we came up with this is just a really big need for people in Alcoholics Anonymous based on the figures for the U.S. Like we don't have figures for AA. It says in our book that a lot of us are really smart and able people. Yeah. And just because you're not classically educated does not mean that you can't understand. Yeah. Well, it's just another spin that you would use to get something approved. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, according to this, if this is true, then me and you again, can't read the big book. <laughs> I would just love to speak with some people who, and here is my question. And like, I have asked people that have been at the general service meetings and no one can direct me to someone. Please direct me to, okay, you're either asking people who are not sober, who are telling you, I can't get sober because I can't read and I can't understand the big book, okay? Or there are people in AA who are saying, it probably would have been easier for me to get sober if I was able to read the book, but I wasn't and someone read it to me or I showed up to enough meetings to when I finally could understand. Mm -hmm. And maybe that person hasn't been sober long enough to look back on it and say, you know, those people really showed up for me and that's how I learned this. And then I sponsored other people and it all came full circle for me. Yep. Or you're asking people who have never tried AA who, yeah, can't read, can't write. Maybe they are uneducated who we've never brought into the fold. That's correct. That's, that's exactly right. Yep. That's part of the issue. I'm sure is that, you're asking people that actually probably don't even know what Alcoholics Anonymous is. Maybe even ever tried to get sober. <laughs> this just gets me like kind of more excited to understand where my, where I'm from, where I grew up in East Tennessee. Anytime I go back home, which is not often, you know, you have to drive 45 minutes to go to a meeting. There is one meeting a week that is held in this small town. And like, if no one shows up, then there is no meeting. So it's like it gets me excited about researching places in North Carolina, rural areas who may not have access, who may not have funds. And I don't think that people are asking for you to throw a bunch of money and get a meeting space and make sure you have really nice coffee. It just seems to me like if we were able to just show up and start a meeting yeah. and, and help and say, here's our experience, here's what we've done, we'll help you. Yep. 
Like that is in the spirit of AA. That's right. And you know what? The, the reality is if, if you really want to recover and you want to take the steps, a few words in the book doesn't change the instructions in the book. Mm-mm. The instructions are very simple and clear and people recover through spirituality, not through academics and, you know, pronunciations of words. Our book tells us that. That's right. Self-knowledge. What does that do? Nothing. Spiritual principles never change. And what's what's so fun about the podcast and the translations is I have definitely learned that there are so many terms in the book. I just glossed right over, didn't know what they meant. Now I know. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Yep. Me too. I've learned a lot. To see someone with over 30 years who also is like, oh. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea. I've been telling people wrong for years. You know, it just is like, it levels the playing field. It's so fun to be able to do that. It is. I guess you could argue that if you had the plain language book, then maybe you wouldn't be telling people stuff wrong for years. Or we. (laughs) Well, Uh, I do think um, that that is interesting because, um, you know. some of the translations just seem to me like, okay, I know I said on this podcast like a lot of times that AA can be culty and that I am not in the cult of AA. Listen, I have been before, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that I was telling everyone there's one way to do it, one way only. It's the way I do it and my sponsor does it. And we write down our amends on note cards and have them with us at all times. Okay. But and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, guys. I I did that. It was helpful. But like that is just that is not what AA says. All right. However, some of these translations just I don't know. It just kind of seems like it changes the meaning. So, Jerry, let me ask you. Yep. All right. Under the promises. Yep. Okay amazed before we were halfway through translates to amazed before we have made amends to half our list of people so that's the translation for it yes now i will say that i don't believe that these translations are set in stone these are examples um from someone who was able to see the draft of the plain and simple language translation of the big book yes Um, so these are Well, so the reading room, from what I understand, was very controlled. You know, you couldn't take photos. You couldn't have any replicas of any kind coming out. Like, you could take some notes. So, so there's that disclaimer that this may not be exactly what it is in the completed book. All right. So, amazed before we were halfway through. I mean, I don't know who would not understand what that means. It's, It's in the book, right? You know, right between the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth step. So they're going to translate to amazed before we have made amends to half our list of people. Well, we're not just making amends to people sometimes. So there's that's a, that's a that's wrong. So mm-hmm. that's going to have to be retranslated again later because you may make an, an amends to a horse, you may make an amends to a cat or a dog, you might make an amends to a financial institute. Yep. Right. You can make amends to the environment. 
You can make amends to lots of other things other than people. The state of North Carolina. You can make an amends to the state of North Carolina, right? To the Air Force. Farm Bureau insurance. Right. Exactly. These are all real life examples that Shank has given you from her own list. <laughs> well, and here's so, the thing too. Like, I did not know. Maybe I was told that this, in, in the promises that it was even talking about being halfway through the list of amends, period. Mm -hmm. Right. I just thought like, yes, I'm amazed before I'm halfway through the steps. I am freaking amazed. I'm amazed at step one. I'm yeah. amazed when I'm 30 days sober. Yeah. I am freaking amazed. And yeah. like so, that carried me for a little while. And why shouldn't right. it? Yeah. So I think this is way too specific to a certain thing. And it, it basically tells you that, hey, you're going to be amazed before you're halfway through your list. Well, I, it's dumb. So I, I would uh, I think we should scrap amazed before we've made amends to half our list of people and that we should keep well, amazed like, how, before we're halfway through. How would I have gotten in an argument with my sponsor when she was telling me, oh, no, this means halfway through your list of amends. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I'm amazed right now. You can't tell me what amazed yeah. feels to me. Like, how would I even have been able to learn that and have that conversation that I remember vividly with my sponsor? Right. If it had been that yeah. way. Yeah. So I think we should keep the original, don't you? Well, of course. Like, I don't think that the, yeah. it's necessary for this translation at all. If that has not been clear through this entire season. Yeah. Um, and I do understand some of this. I want to say, too, I understand the big book better because of some of these translations. It's fun. It's funny. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I've been yeah. able to kind of make some funny one-off comments to sponsees like well this is what this means you know in today's yeah. translation and it's fun but like yeah. i don't find it necessary the yeah the other thing that we talked about this once before the other thing that that um can you hear me the other thing that um is interesting is that the way it's currently written creates conversations between people Absolutely. Right when you see something that kind of like that, it, it creates a conversation, and some of the translations are so kind of just too plain or modern that you wouldn't even have a conversation about it. You would just keep moving on and reading. Okay, so, well, let me give you this one. Yep. So in the tenth and eleventh steps, we have grow in our understanding and effectiveness, which would translate to become more effective. I mean, again, it's, it's, why would you want the word grow in there and understand? Are you saying that people don't understand the term grow and understand? I mean, that's what we do with, in Alcoholics Anonymous is we keep growing. We keep understanding. Why would you take that out? Daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition translates to Relief from alcoholism for that day completely depends on us keeping our spirituality. That's easier to understand than the, the, the original? <laughs> Thoughts be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives translates to Thoughts stay away from self-pity, lying, or self-serving motives. Oh, my God. So now you're saying that people don't understand the term dishonest? We alcoholics are undisciplined, translates to, we alcoholics struggle to obey rules when we are left on our own, 
Well, we struggle to obey rules when we're left on our own. So what are we, children? I struggled to obey rules no matter who was around, okay? Like, right. you know, whoop, whoop, so, that's the sound of the police. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So dumb. Oh, my goodness. So everyone, listen, please keep in mind, this is a draft and it could still change. Maybe it has from the information that we have. Um, it's currently 87 pages through the sixth chapter. Page numbers don't match up. Formatting is different. There are no XX pages. There are sub chapters. Sounds a little confusing to me. And now that you, you brought it up or that you kind of shine the light on this this kind of explanation of the steps that the, the column on the, I'm, I'm curious to see what they write in that i mean the steps are the steps who's going to interpret it i just um personally believe now this is my opinion that there could have been other things to take more consideration um an index in the back you know i mean we have appendixes in the back if you wanted to have a key to terms that people don't understand, even though personally, I don't really believe that that is to totally necessary. I could see where that would have been helpful to me when I was incarcerated. I didn't have access to a dictionary for several months. Now, I was still at that place of being so open minded. I was I was ready that none of that really mattered. I can see where that would be helpful. Yeah. Well, that would have been a little easier to do than trying to translate the whole book. You also, know, I just, uh, I, I just believe that similar to the pamphlets, how many people do you know that use the pamphlets? Are we going to eliminate all of them because it's a cost now yeah. that we're going to have a translated big book? No, no. Do I think that having the pamphlets, do I use them? No. Have I used them? Sure. There are people that come in that say, hey, I'm different because of X, Y, and Z, whether it's, you know, there's a pretty much all black meeting that I attend um, a couple times a month. They don't treat me any differently. Right. They don't hand me a pamphlet that says I'm a white person attending the, <laughs> which I know is like one of those things where people are not the minority in our general area okay but it's like if someone were to do that i probably just wouldn't go back to that meeting it's still a valid very valid point so so if people are going to argue that the plain language translation went through the conference structure and was approved through the conference structure and is in fact is the voice of the fellowship. Well, here is my I, rebuttal to that, that no one asked for. If people don't have a fifth grade level reading uh, and they live in these rural communities, they probably don't have access to internet where I grew up. They do not have access to internet. They don't have smartphones. They don't have computers. So how were you reaching out to these people to say, is this something that you think would help? Yeah, it's a very good rebuttal. Were there any alternatives given like, hey, would you like AA members to show up in your community and help you start a meeting? Yeah, they, they didn't do any of that. And what I would say is the, the, the 
the idea that it's the voice of the fellowship and that it went through the structure, that's, that's, that's great. But the, the upside down triangle in Alcoholics Anonymous, it sounds good and feels good to say that it's an upside down triangle and the groups and the members are in charge and that they dictate things. It's actually not true. It's true in the sense that let's say you wanted a pamphlet mm-hmm. for a white middle-aged female. Mm-hmm. You could you could take that through the structure and try to get it approved. That That's true. Let's say you wanted a different color on the big book or a different cover. You could take that through the structure and try to get it approved. But the idea that everything is the voice of the fellowship is not true because the structure is designed to so here's an example. I think last, at the past conference, they had somewhere between 80 and 90 agenda items. Okay. So those agenda items come from all different areas. Some of them come from individuals. Some come from groups, districts, areas. A lot of them come from staff members. A lot of them come directly to certain trustee committees. So not all those go through the fellowship. So there are agenda items that just get requested they don't run all those through every group and every member they do run them through the delegate and delegates try to become informed on things but as they'll point out to you delegates are informed not instructed so a delegate can vote however they want to vote and many times you'll see i love i'm not bashing anybody but humans tend to vote and tend to go along more with their own personal beliefs and feelings. And so many of these issues are just like politics. There's 50 on one side, 50% on one side and 50% on one side and people lean one way or the other. And at the end of the day, when a delegate gets all their information and they hear from staff and others, they're going to, they're going to vote how they want to vote. And a lot of this is influenced by certain areas and sometimes staff members at the GSO. So the idea that we have this upside down triangle and everything runs through the groups, it's just not true. Well, something that and if you're listening and you have more information related to this, please email it to us. But it says, you know, the voice of the fellowship in August 21, 2021, a review of requested feedback from the fellowship on the video which is the video from 2020 that if you would like, we'll email it to you, indicated substantial unanimity for translation of the big book into monitor simple language. Okay, fast forward one year at the 2022 72nd General Service Conference, eight of the 11 proposed agenda items relating to the translation of the big book into plain and simple language requested that the translation be stopped. (laughs) So... Of concern were political intentions, eradication of God, and removal of gendered language. Some also had apprehension for the future of AA and disunity that such a translation may cause. So what happened from 22 to 23? It's yeah. a good question. We, we may need to follow up with some people on that one because it sounds like there's a contradiction there. That it was the voice of fellowship, but then eight of the 11 items got like challenged or squashed. They requested that it be stopped. stopped. Eight out of eleven. So what happened there? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so here's the thing. The last thing is that you know uh, it said in this video that outside and alternative tools have been created outside of the fellowship. 
So there are workbooks. There's the little red book. There are several other like, quote, dictionaries. And kind of the point was, you know, well, that we don't know that that represents the fellowship of AA and what we're trying to do. Listen, I would say that this plain and simple language book doesn't represent a lot of AA members and what they want to do. I just don't. I'm not saying that anyone is purposefully lying or being deceptive, but it just seems like more time should have been taken for this. Uh, and like some of it was done in secret. And I'm once again, I'm not saying that it was, but no. it does seem very uh, like it came out of nowhere. I feel like I'm pretty plugged into AA and I didn't yep. hear about it until it was almost already freaking written. Yep. Or hear that it had gone so far. So, you know, sure, there are outside alternative tools. There always have been. There always will be. And there will always be people that use those and love them and want to sell them at the local intergroup. But, you know, like, does that mean that we should should take that on the head? I don't think so. I don't either. So I think the bottom line is coming from, uh, I guess, two AA recovered members that actually – are involved in helping other alcoholics. The plain language translation book is probably unnecessary. And if you are someone who has more information or you're willing to have like an open-minded, honest conversation, like we would love to have you on and have a part two of this conversation. But unfortunately, you know, it's very difficult to have the conversation with someone you don't agree with in AA when it relates to these hot topic issues. Hey, if you're out there, we will. We are willing to do it, but it seems like other folks aren't. So, the other thing, Shank, that about the conference structure, mm -hmm. depend on what area you're in. Only twenty to forty percent of the groups actually participate in the structure. Yeah, that's not surprising so you, to me. So you have eighty to sixty percent of the groups, depending on where you're at, that basically don't participate. So now I know that that's they're probably participating by not participating, but it's still not the voice of the fellowship. So, hey, I will eat crow. I have several times in my sobriety of people I thought I wouldn't like things that I thought I didn't want to participate in. Um, and so if this turns out that like we're getting scores of alcoholics sober, I will be the first one to admit like I thought this was going to fail. Yep. And I thought it was stupid, but it turned out that it really works. Um, but until that moment, I'm going to continue going to these places where maybe there are people that can't read, don't understand, have a different background than I do. And I'm going to continue helping them and start start meetings. So, yep. Hey, and if you're out there, the current book called Alcoholics Anonymous can help you be free. Right on. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, suggestion, or just need help, you can email Shank and Wayne at freedom at alcoholicsalive.com. Remember, we're recovered members of Alcoholics Anonymous, but we do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous, nor do we get paid. Join us next week for another great episode.